Hello everyone and welcome to IEJ podcast Mapping the Energy Future. My name is Kana Sato, senior researcher at JIME of IEJ and will be your partner for today's program. Today's program is Why Energy Efficiency? Here I would like to invite Mr. Tatsuya Terazawa, chairman and CEO of IEJ, the Institute of Energy Economics Japan, to give us his thoughts and insight on this matter. Well, any kind of resources are limited and improving the efficiency is one of the solutions for sustainable future for us. But could you tell us the reason why you chose this topic today? Hi, my name is Tatsuya Terizawa. For many, pursuing energy efficiency is not as attractive as developing renewable energies. While you can see the tall towers of wind power generation, you cannot easily see most of the energy efficiency measures that have been introduced. Even if energy efficiency is considered less attractive, it does not mean that it is not as important as renewables. In fact, energy efficiency could and should play a major role in our paths towards carbon neutrality. Maybe it does not sound juicy, but seems it has an important role. Are there any points or pillars we cannot miss while talking about this topic? Yes, uh, there are six main pillars on this. First, energy efficiency should contribute to about 40% of the GHG emissions reductions by 2050. Next, energy efficiency measures are less expensive than most supply-side measures. Third, energy efficiency measures are much faster to deliver results. Fourth, energy efficiency enhances energy security. Fifth, behaviors, products, process, and structures all need improvements. Last but not least, limits to energy efficiency necessitate investment in fossil fuels. Okay, it feels like we need to look into this topic from various perspectives. Let's start by asking you what we can expect from realizing the energy efficiency. According to the advanced technology scenario of IEJ's Outlook 2023, 43% of the emissions reduction by 2050 are to be achieved through energy efficiency and conservation measures. The IEA's net zero emissions, the so-called NZE scenario, also envisions that 40% of the GHG emissions reduction by 2050 will be achieved by demand-side measures which include fuel switching and electrification. This means that substantial reduction in GHG emissions cannot be realized without remarkable energy efficiency improvements. It indeed has substantial impact on GHG emissions. How about the cost? Are there benefit for us um, contributing to the energy efficiency? So why do we expect so much from energy efficiency? The marginal abatement cost, the MAC, of various means to reduce emissions shows that many energy efficiency or conservation measures are far less expensive than supply-side measures. In fact, some of the measures can be achieved at negative costs. One conservation example is the adjustment of temperature of air conditioners. Other than a little less comfort, raising the room temperature setting during summertime would reduce energy consumption and lower your energy bill. The cost-benefit of saving energy is very important as we face price hikes under the energy crisis. With better efficiency, we can lower our energy consumption, 
lower our energy bills and lower our emissions. Energy efficiency is particularly important for the emerging and developing economies. With their strong anticipated economic growth and rising living standards, their energy consumption is bound to increase. As many of them currently have modest economic means, reducing their energy consumption growth with less costly measures will be vital. Economical benefit could encourage people to consider more about improving the efficiency. How speedy is it to install the equipment or technology for it? Many of the needed technologies for energy efficiency improvements are already commercially available. There is no need to wait for R&D or for a series of demonstrations projects. They can be acquired and used right away. As such, most energy efficiency measures do not require long periods to obtain permits nor lengthy construction time. They can be in place in a relatively short period of time. As we are facing a global climate crisis, it is vital to start reducing GHG emissions as soon as possible. As global warming is caused by an accumulation of GHG, the earlier the reduction, the better for the climate. In this regard, the speed with which energy efficiency measures can be deployed is a very precious advantage. I see. As you touch upon the global perspective, could I ask you about the Japanese perspective on this? I assume the energy security is one of the critical matter. For an energy important country like Japan, energy security is a very serious issue. Energy efficiency helps enhance energy security by reducing the need for imports. In Davos in January 2022, Fatih Birol, chief of IEA, reiterated that Energy efficiency is so important in the world's journey to net zero to keep global warming at 1.5 degrees Celsius that it's nicknamed the first fuel. As such, it can be considered as an indigenous source of energy and any improvement in energy efficiency is like developing an oil or gas field domestically. Looking back in history, Japan's major response to the oil crisis of the 1970s was the enhancement of energy efficiency, including the rapid improvement of vehicle fuel standards. As we face another energy crisis today, we should strengthen our energy efficiency measures again. Hmm. Learning from the past, what can be done to improve conservation and energy efficiency? The quickest is changing our behaviors. Most behavioral changes can be done right away. One historical example is Japan's response to the 2011 Great East Japan earthquake, the nuclear accident in Fukushima, and the following power shortages. To avoid further rotating blackouts, which had been required for several weeks, the government set a target to reduce peak power demand by 15%. The request by the government for energy users to cut peak demand was widely accepted by companies as well as households. The average temperature for air conditioning in offices during the summer was raised from 26 degrees Celsius to 28 degrees Celsius, and the luminous inside office was reduced by one-third with hallways turned dark. The surprising developments were that after the crisis, room temperature was lowered slightly and the hallways lighted again. But the room temperature is now set at 27 degrees Celsius, one degree higher than before the earthquake and the luminance still kept a third lower. This experience shows that some behavioral changes can have long-lasting effects. That sounds simple and easy for all of us to take an action as a first step. 
As a second step to accelerate it, can we expect the support from the technologies? Energy efficiency improvement of consumer appliances can play a great role. Japan's top running program, which requires suppliers of 32 products to improve their individual energy efficiency to a level comparable to the best products within a given time limit, has been quite successful. The energy efficiency of air conditioners, refrigerators, and TV sets has so far improved by as much as 30%, 50%, and 30% respectively. The shift from internal combustion engines to hybrid engines has improved the fuel efficiency by one-third, on top of an energy efficiency improvement for internal combustion engines of 50% already achieved over the years. Alright, so I think we have talked enough about the consumer side. How about the industries? The core of energy efficiency improvement in response to the oil crisis in the 1970s has been led by the industrial sector. The industries which comprise 46% of the energy consumption in Japan today meticulously scrutinized their operations to eliminate any heat waste. With continuous efforts between 1973 and 1990, Japan succeeded in improving its energy intensity, measured as final energy demand divided by GDP by 35%. Improving the logistics of freight transportation, which comprises 10% of the energy consumption in Japan, was also helpful. Since the industries are the largest consumer of the energy, the impact seems to be significant. Who comes after the industry when it comes to the volume? As about one-third of the energy consumption in Japan takes place in buildings and housing, improving their insulation can be very effective. Over the years, larger buildings in Japan have significantly improved their levels of insulation and reviewed their operational energy efficiency with better air conditioners and ventilation. But there are rooms left for further improvement. Okay, how much can be expected from energy efficiency? According to IEA's NCE scenario, the global energy intensity is required to improve by 4% every year until 2030. This rate of improvement is quite ambitious considering the 1.3% annual improvement achieved globally between 2017 and 2020. These numbers need to be put in context. I noted the energy intensity improvement in Japan in response to the oil crisis of the 1970s was 35% over nearly 20 years. The energy intensity improvement that was achieved in Japan following the earthquake and the nuclear accident was 20% over nearly 10 years. The response to crisis must have helped achieve such impressive improvements. But these improvements in response to crisis represent roughly a 2% annual improvement. To continuously achieve a 2% annual energy intensity improvement over years should be viewed as very impressive. In light of these facts and histories, achieving a 4% annual improvement until 2030 as portrayed by IEA, is very ambitious, to put it mildly. And it's also important to note that some of the low-hanging fruits for achieving energy efficiency improvement have already been harvested because of past efforts. In general, energy efficiency faces diminishing returns in the absence of breakthrough in innovation or policies. Do you expect any gap between NZE scenario and the reality? A very good point. What if there is a shortfall between the actual annual improvement and the projected NZE scenario 
of a 4% annual improvement? What about the so-called rebound effect that could emerge and slow down our efforts? A difference of 2% per year may seem small, but a shortfall of 2% point every year over 10 years would eventually lead to a difference of more than 20% in energy demand. The difference is significant. To avoid such a great energy demand difference, it is clear that we need to do whatever we can to narrow the gap between the actual annual improvement and the NZE scenario. We need more actions, investment, and policies to enhance energy efficiency. Energy efficiency must be highlighted much more. Japan will continue to strengthen its energy efficiency efforts, particularly in areas with potential for improvement. Japan will strongly support the energy efficiency measures for SMEs, small and medium-sized enterprises, for installation of smaller buildings and housing, and for demand-side management. At the same time, we must be prepared for a most likely shortfall in the actual improvement in energy efficiency, which would emerge as additional energy demand. With more energy demand, there will have to be more energy supply, as the NZE scenario already incorporates the maximum deployment of renewable energies, which energy could fill in the gap? Unless we could succeed in developing renewable energies and nuclear beyond the maximum, we will have to tap into fossil fuels for the supply gap. This will necessitate additional investment for fossil fuels, which could be an inconvenient truth for many. This will also highlight the need for decarbonizing fossil fuels through the production of blue hydrogen and CCUS. Thank you, Mr. Terazawa. Being a Japanese, Setsuden, which stands for saving energy, is common in public, especially after 2011. But adding efficiency onto it may create synergy to effectively meet our environmental goals. Hope you liked the program today. See you until the next time. Thank you. See you then. Thank you to the listeners for joining IEJ podcast, Mapping the Energy Future. If you enjoyed the program, please follow us on the podcast. For more detailed and insightful information, please visit our website. Goodbye for now.